Coming up on the Shelley Irwin Show podcast today, Steel Case and Women's Resource Center partner up. We get those details. Grand Rapids top local real estate agent Kyle Visser talks about his new brokerage called Reside. The 79th annual GR Boat Show opens today. We get those details. The Playhouse at White Lake welcomes the White Lake Dramatic Club holding auditions for Elephant Man and more. And today is Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent, falling on Valentine's Day. The Catholic Diocese of Grand Rapids holds an annual event called The Light is On For You. We get those details as well. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Did you wear your red? Ooh, my next guest did. guess we don't need to pinch each other, although I think that's St. Patrick's Day, right? Also... Happy Ash Wednesday as well. We'll be speaking about that uh, uh, at the end of our show, so stay tuned. We get a lot in in our hour. Thank you again for listening. Steelcase and Women's Resource Center partner up. The Steelcase Foundation joins ranks with the Women's Resource Center for the newly launched 10-year investment in families initiative. Let's talk to you, Stacy Stout. You're a big deal, Director of Family Center Philanthropy with Steelcase. Good morning to you. Good morning. You wear your red. I did. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to you. On the line, Tatum Hawkins, I can't see you, but I bet you're wearing red on behalf of Women's Resource Center. Absolutely. Good morning. Good morning, Tatum. Uh, always a pleasure to, to speak with you. Of course, reimagining family support and the systems currently in place, we are to talk. I'm going to get right into you st- on behalf of Steelcase Foundation, uh, your sp- gathering with our Women's Resource Center for a pretty important newly announced 10 million 10-year investment stays? Yes, we are so delighted to work along with the Women's Resource Center and other community partners. This initiative is really a pivot for philanthropy. So when people think of philanthropy or foundations, they think of a grant transactional relationship, give a grant, see how it went at the end. What this is, is not a one, two, or three-year grant. This is a 10-year, $10 million investment, long-term study, working with families, partnering with families in a really intentional way, and where we center the people that we want to serve to design the whole program, right, and to really center them. And we're proud to do that with the Women's Resource Center. I'm using Steelcase. I'm using Steelcase Foundation. Obviously, the foundation is your philanthropic arm. That's correct. Yes. Bringing you in, Tatum, give me the 101s of We Women's Resource Center in these times. Yes. So Women's Resource Center, uh, we are a workforce development organization supporting women in our community to um, obtain economic independence through workplace success. We are so grateful to be the hosting organization and partner for this um, amazing initiative, um, this in-depth uh, holistic support that will be provided to women for long term. Um, we're so excited to see um, what comes out of this, how these women thrive, and how it can um, hopefully set a precedent for um, what we can do for women in our community. Thank you for that. Stacy. this initiative is also coupled with the research partnership, uh, DataWise Consulting, too, as I mentioned seeking to reimagine family support in the systems currently in place? That is correct. And so partnering with the women in the cohort, we will study over 10 years how systems impact them, whether it's education, health, um, DHS, et cetera, to really have this long-term view of how systems impact and what needs to change to better support Michigan families. 
and specifically at the center of the initiative, and, and thanks to the press release, uh, it makes me sound like I know what I'm doing, uh, a cohort of the West Michigan Black and Latina mothers who will guide system and policy changes. Our cohort partners will be 30 black and Latina women from Kent County that are working um, but at or below the Alice threshold as far as income. And so with some support and people deeply and truly listening to them and their needs of their whole families, how do we shape a program that supports them? And Tatum, back uh, to you, the Resource Center. I know you are recognized for your culturally responsive programming, of course, the accessible location. The roving microphone has been to your store you're, what, playing this pivotal role as the host organization and employer of uh, record for the, um, is it the IIF coordinator? Yes, so the IIF coordinator will be uh, joining our team of coaches and um, supporting these women. So providing that one-on-one um, case management support, but also um, leading this this cohort of women through this 10-year experience. So we're grateful to have the coordinator here as a part of our team um, and, again, being able to uh, support these women holistically with the programs and services and support that we provide, but then also um, all of the additional um, support and um, and partnership opportunities that they'll have with um, COKs. That means we can all gather again in 10 years and, and look at the outcome. Promise me? Promise. <laughs> Stacy. Uh, again, the foundation, in somewhat repeat, repeat, you hope to glean insights about the community-based giving, uh, of course, uh, policy development uh, and family support to share with policymakers ultimately here? Because we're, there's going to be a lot of learning at the end of 10 years, but there's going to be a lot of learning along the way. And we plan to share that with policymakers, the philanthropic sector, but really all sectors that impact family, which is very vast. And so we want to learn together, share together, and, and improve for the betterment of Michigan families. And uh, there'll be some active action items, the initiative looking at how family goals change over time and actually what structures need to be put in place to assist in uh, achieving the goals. That's right. And, uh, often programs have um, pre-prescribed goals for families. Families know what they need. They know what they need. The mothers know what they need. So we're going to have them identify their goals and then wrap services and support and coaching and just help them navigate systems to make those goals come true. It could be around wellness, economic growth, uh, maybe starting their own business. Um, and, and it could just be the, the health of their family. Tatum, what else is important uh, on behalf of your Women's Resource Center? You know, the same. We we really believe in empowering women to take charge and ownership of their journey. And I, I know that's why we are so aligned um, to partner with Steel Case Foundation for this initiative. Um, so our the coordinator will do the same with just helping these women identify, you know, what what they want this next 10 years to look like for them and supporting them holistically and achieving those goals. Thank you, Tatum. So for those interested in applying for, I mean, literally a new coordinator position, right here, Stacey? That is correct. They can go to the Women's Resource Center uh, website, and it's posted there, and they can apply, um, I believe, by February 28th. What is that website, Tatum? grwrc.org. Great. We'll ask you that uh, before we say our ultimate goodbyes. Let me stay with you, Tatum. How can the community help from your angle? Well, the community can help by um, just really, you know, 
continuing to support women in the community. Uh, Women's Resource Center uh, is here to provide, you know, additional support services and programs to women in our community. So if anyone wants to support um, the other women that we serve in the community, um, you know, we're a nonprofit, so definitely supporting us philanthropically. We also have a business boutique that provides clothing to women in the community as well. Thank you. Stacy. again, back to uh, your steel case, uh, not only your, your business uh, to boot, but the foundation. I mean, you, you're looking to help families grow and flourish right here in West Michigan, correct? Yes, that is our ultimate goal is really centering their felt difference. Uh, when we look at research and evaluation, we are centering them. In addition to say, how have things changed for them based on their goals over time with the supports that we have? So yeah, we're trying to make a difference. Yes, we're focusing on these 30 women and we're partnering with them. But our goal ultimately is to really impact policy at the state level to, to support the goals of all Michigan families and make sure systems are re- um, responsive to them. And again, uh, this cohort... 30 Kent County families, kids aged 12 and under to follow and study how systems and policies impact families. Correct. Well, lives to be changed. And again, how can the community help on behalf of Steelcase Foundation? I think um, if they run a nonprofit or any kind of system or office, that they continue to be open to learning, to really listening and to adapting to the needs of women. And so invest in women, believe in women, listen to women. Um, and I think a lot of things um, will be better. You want flowers or chocolate today? Chocolate, always. Okay, all right. We are. How do we find out more about Steelcase Foundation and obviously uh, more on this conversation? Definitely go to our website at steelcasefoundation.org and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook. We'll be sharing learning as it develops. Tatum Hawkins, thank you. Always a pleasure. Are you a chocolate or flower girl? Chocolate. All right. Chocolate business is going to grow. One more time, your best website uh, to help change lives with this partnership? Yes, grwrc.org, and the uh, job posting is available on our website. Just do it, as they say. Thank you, Stacy Stout and Tatum Hawkins, for your partnership and involvement in our community. Take care. The local real estate market is expected to heat up as we head into spring. We'll ask my next guest, Grand Rapids top local agent Kyle Visser in the house. Now we're going to call him the big guy, sharing some exciting news, shedding light on the market in the year ahead and more. You okay with uh, the big guy there? I've always been called the big guy ever since I played, uh, you know, college basketball, professional basketball. So that's kind of where it started. I could spend some time doing that. I did a little ball playing in my high school years. There you go. Wow. Uh, where'd you play college ball? So Wake Forest left Big Ten country, went down oh to the gosh. ACC. Yes, I lived in Raleigh-Durham for 10 there years. There you go. Yeah. All right, and then professional? Yeah, so never made a final NBA roster, but took my talents overseas, played eight years, Germany, Serbia, China, but seven years in Germany. Wow, what was your shot? Uh, what was my shot? What, was my, what did I, you know, I was very good pick and roll, kind of a guy around the basket, finish left hand, right hand, whatever it is. I could finish around the basket really well. Nice. But uh, it's not what you're doing now. It's not, yeah. That's all right. We move on. Glad that you are here. You are celebrating big news this week. Uh, You are still the big guy. So let's expand on uh, this, and I will uh, uh, let us know that the little birdie says that there's a new brokerage that you are launching. So what's been happening? 
Yeah, so 2015, retired from basketball and um, jumped into real estate because I saw people do it and do it well and make transitions into it. Not that it's an easy industry, but it is something that I'm a natural fit for with a communications background and uh, jumped in, grew something very quickly. I was with Keller Williams for eight years here locally, which was an amazing start to my career for eight years. And decided uh, the last few years, kind of had this passion to start my own brokerage and pave my own way. And that was named what? The new brokerage is Reside, and Reside here locally of Grand Rapids. Yes, and there's kind of a play on words, R, capital R, small E, side? Yes, yeah, kind of RE, kind of the real estate um, play, and Reside's just a really powerful word. It means to be situated or established, and that's what I do. I help people find a home to get established in a community, and, and, and specifically here in our awesome community of Grand Rapids. All right, I'm going to ask the real basic questions. Uh, a realtor versus a broker, what's the difference? Yeah, uh, for, for most people, for the average consumer, nothing, right? We can, we can both sell real estate, but a broker can open a brokerage. So it's a company that other realtors will hang their license under. It's 90 additional hours of class, uh, a much more uh, difficult test and um, you have to have been in the business for three years selling a minimum amount of homes to qualify to even take your broker's test in classing. So just it's another designation, but it allows you to kind of open up your own shop. Yes. Where is your shop located? Yeah, same location right in Easttown. I always say two doors down from Yesterdog, two doors down from Early Bird across from the post office, Lake, Lake Drive. It's a 1910 building that nice. we, we operate out of. And um, obviously, I want to get into the meat of, uh, of where we are market-wise, but how would one, how would one use you? Say, say I'm looking for a house or I'm selling a house. Do I call you first? Yeah, good question. Both buy and sell. I have a small team. I've kept it small purposely because I am all about the customer experience. For me, it's all about the client first. And I don't want to be a big team that gets handed out to three different agents and then five admin, this and that. I have a small team that services the individuals directly. I am the team lead. I buy. I work on both buyers and sellers, mostly on the listing side. And the majority of my sales are Forest Hills and East Grand Rapids specifically. Those are two markets I, I work really closely. But right after this, I'm heading to Byron Center to do a listing appointment. So I do work other markets, but have a heavy focus on those two. Right, well, I'll hurry along so we can get you on your way. What are we seeing? Uh, what are you seeing as we head into spring, Kyle? Slow fourth quarter of last year with crazy interest rates, right? Everyone's buzzwords interest rates. But the Fed's already dropped the interest rate once. We're now in the mid-sixes, which feels better than eights, but doesn't feel as good as 3%. So my prediction is this. If things drop from six and a half to, dare I say, fives in the next six to eight months, we're going to have a crazy market on our hands again because there's a lot of sideline buyers waiting for a better interest rate. But that will drive pricing up. So it's a catch-22. Are property values increasing or decreasing? Increasing. Definitely speaking. I mean, last year in what we considered less of a market, maybe even a down market interest rate, or I mean, sale prices went up 5%.
what are your tips for homeowners who want to sell? It sounds like a very old question, uh, but uh, uh, we've got to ask, uh, do you want me to bake the bread? First and foremost, find a realtor, because I'm pro-realtor, obviously, that services your immediate location, your neighborhood, your community, because I, 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 I get this all the time that they have a cousin or a friend or something out of loyalty. I think loyalty is not a great thing when it comes to your biggest asset. Find somebody that knows what they're doing specifically in your market. And then second, listen to them on pricing because everyone's biased towards their own home being better than all their neighbors' homes. And maybe it is, maybe it's not, but listen to that, that professional just as I listen to my financial advisor. And lastly, get the house prepared for the market. Get it cleaned up, get it decluttered, Maybe talk about painting, touch up, small things. Don't put new countertops in. Don't do major improvements. Let the next buyer do that. It is a seller's market, but to capitalize on top pricing, you need to do some of the basic minimum things to get your home ready. This is Kyle Vissert with us. Asked for the big guy opening a new brokerage, reside, talking all things, well, housing market. What about for people who are looking to buy? They've been waiting a while. Uh, uh, what about the inventory these days? I would say jump in the market sooner than later because I do think you're going to be left behind here with pricing if you don't. There's a sweet spot right now. Interest rates aren't awful, especially considering historical averages. Um, and same thing. Find someone who focuses on the area you want to be in. You want to be in Hudsonville, find the person that sells the most homes in Hudsonville because they're going to have the inventory. They're going to know the agents who have the inventory. And, and find someone that truly focuses and studies the market because for right now, your best opportunity as a buyer is find an off-market property. Wow. Uh, so bottom line, it's good to, to buy a house these days. I still think... Grand Rapids has a lot of upside. I'm still bullish on Grand Rapids. I am purchasing a property myself this Friday, so I wouldn't be putting my money where my mouth is otherwise because I truly believe there is upside in this market. I think Grand Rapids is still on a growing trajectory. We don't have enough inventory. It's a basic supply and demand issue, and I do think this spring summer is going to be pretty crazy. Crazy's good. Uh, I trust in your world. All right. How do we find out more about you and reside, Kyle Visser? Yeah, we um, kylevisser.com is my team. ResideGR.com is our new brokerage website. And you can find us at reside underscore GR on Instagram, uh, Facebook. And you can look up the Kyle Visser on Instagram as well. All right. Probably only one Kyle Visser. Make it right. Thank you for you, uh, the big guy. Take care. Congratulations on your success. Well, now's your time to get a boat, or at least walk around a Grand Rapids boat show. The 79th annual Grand Rapids Boat Show does run February 14th through the 18th. And, of course, DeVos, let's talk to you, show manager Ben Nielsen, probably a couple boats in your backyard. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. Appreciate you and looking forward to, uh, hey, Valentine's Day uh, kicking off at, at DeVos where more Great Lakes boats help celebrate these years of boating and outdoor water recreation in Michigan. How big of a deal is it this year? It's, uh, it's, I can tell you that I don't know that I could put another boat inside of DeVos Lakes right now. Wow. Uh, there are boats everywhere. So, uh, you know, it, it is looking to be a fantastic show again this year. We've got a lot of great new boats on display. 
whether it's, you know, new hull interiors or uh, new outboards, new electronics, all the latest gadgets and gadgets, uh, everything is going to be here on display. It's been fun watching them kind of parked on the side. I saw a couple of jet skis going by, and uh, so it is all things boats, uh, all things boats, and and more for sure. So give me the the basics first of all, uh, Ben. If never, if one's never been to a Grand Rapids boat show, again, uh, it's kind of a check out, uh, check it all out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the boats are the star of the show. Right. You know, we've got a ton of different boats to kind of look at, walk through, Uh, you know, whether you're serious about buying a boat or maybe you just kind of want to look at the latest, greatest or maybe just interested in maybe having a boat someday. This is a great place to come and and kind of learn about boats, too. All of these dealers are very knowledgeable on it, uh, can explain things, you know, why this seat is here and why this outboard works this way. You know, all the different things that maybe you would have questions about. So it really is a great place to come and learn about boating. Uh, but it's not just the boats. We have a lot of boating accessories as well. So, uh, you know, maybe you've already got that boat and you need a new tube for your boat. We've got a great tuber truckload display where you can get great deals on, on a new tube for next year, ski ropes or, you know, uh, life jackets or apparel. Uh, Tommy's is here with a bunch of really heavily discounted, uh, you know, beach style apparel. So there's a lot of different things here other than just the boats as well. All right, let's get into the return of Twiggy, please. <laughs> well, we waited a little while, didn't we? Yeah, but Twiggy absolutely will be back this year. So we have Twiggy the Water Skiing Squirrel uh, will be here performing every day. It's a great act to see. Uh, the, the kids love it. And, and where else can you go and see a squirrel water ski? I mean, that is pretty unique. You bet. What about... Uh... Well, again, I'm looking at uh, some of the consistent uh, opportunities. What's this dive tank presented by Great Lakes Dive Locker? That really is a great opportunity uh, to kind of learn a little bit more about scuba diving. You know, obviously, we're, we're not in the ocean inside the building here, but they actually bring in a large tank filled with water. Uh, you can, you know, put your uh, wetsuit on, hook up all the scuba gear, and, and kind of, you know, go under and kind of get a sense of what it would like to scuba dive. Uh, so, you know, really a great kind of first step if you've ever thought about doing something like that. I like this. There is that single-day boating safety certification class on Saturday, I see. Yes, absolutely, and, and that is fantastic. Uh, this is a class that, you know, you could take this class online, uh, and a lot of people do that. Uh, but when you do it online, there's a lot of different steps. It takes up quite a bit of time. This is an opportunity to come and do it all in one day. Uh, so you don't have to do it over multiple days. And you get that face-to-face instruction, which, you know, really is a little bit stronger instruction on that as well. So great opportunity to get that uh, that boating safety certificate. The Wasp Place in downtown Grand Rapids, the place to be today, which is Wednesday, February 14th. Doors open, looks like 2 o'clock. And, of course, um, talking with show manager Ben Nielsen with the details. Again, another consistent display I always love to uh, check out, the antique and classic boat display. Absolutely. You and I alike. I mean, I love that. The the amount of work that these guys put into these boats, I mean, thousands of hours, uh, you know, restoring these boats and getting back to their original glory. And uh, I've seen the display this year. It is it is fantastic. Uh, There are some really, really cool boats down there. So definitely, you know, kind of a blast from the past. But who doesn't like seeing those antique boats, all the Chris Crafts and everything else? I mean, it, it really is a fantastic display. Yes. And next best thing to the late Jimmy Buffett is the current Don Middlebrook. Absolutely. Don will be here again with us this year, playing his beach music over here in the the ballroom. 
uh, and, uh, you know, really great to kind of sit back. Boy, I mean, it, you sit there and you listen to Don mm. and, you know, you, it really feels like all of a sudden you just got put onto a Caribbean island. You know, you're just sitting there and it just feels like that, you know. Uh, and the show itself really just kind of screams summer. Uh, you know, you walk in the building and, it, you know, the smells and everything else just kind of remind you of, of what it's like in uh, fantastic Michigan summers that we have. Yep. And, of course, uh, for the logistics, plenty of close parking. I know the complimentary trolley has been, been uh, out and about for other shows, and we'll continue with this. And then uh, lastly, you might have mentioned this. The queen of the show is a uh, 40-foot uh, aviara. Yes, you were. That's good. Good job. Yeah, the the forty foot Aviara will be over at Skipper Buds, um, and you know, obviously, that's a very large boat. Uh, you know, yep. wonderful to kind of cruise through that, and um, you know, maybe you want to buy one, but maybe you just kind of want to think about what it would be like to have one someday. Uh, all of those things are there. I love to go through those, and it's not just that forty footer. We've got uh, that is the largest, but we've got a bunch of big boats in that thirty eight, thirty nine foot range as well. So a lot of big boats down here to check out. Hey, I grew up uh, with a, a little bitty Larson skiing, so on the Ohio River. So the, this would be a, a, yeah, a my big... <laughs> first boat was a sailboat dinghy, actually. Oh. So yeah, that's 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 where I'm at. So right, we must start somewhere. All right, details one more time for this annual Grand Rapids Boat Show, please. Absolutely, all the details are available at grboatshow.com. It's It's that. Thank you. Opening today, February 14th through Sunday. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you. about the Playhouse at White Lake. I've got to start strong. My first introduction with you, Beth Beeman, Playhouse at White Lake uh, uh, manager. Are you a chocolate person or a, a flower person? Um, probably more of a flower person, okay. if I had to be honest. But if you could make chocolate flowers, actually, which my husband did give me, I will um, be glad to take those too. Okay, all right. <laughs> Beth Pearson, you're on the line to talk about uh, upcoming auditions. Are you a flower or a chocolate girl? Um, both. <laughs> Overachievers, that's what I like. Beth Beeman, glad that you are here in studio. Beth Pearson on the line to talk about uh, these auditions for Elephant slash Man. Beth, set me up. Uh, the Playhouse of White Lake, strong? Absolutely. Things are going very well. Um, so Beth uh, Pearson, who's on the line, is going to be directing a show for us uh, for the White Lake Dramatic Club. And that uh, group has been active on and off since 1915. And um, we've been uh, last several 1915? months. 1915? 1915, yes. Um, so they were the reason that the Playhouse was built in the first place. I know, isn't that crazy? So uh, back in 1915, they had a uh, there was a place called the uh, the Coliseum. It was actually a roller rink and a theater, and they would do their shows there. Well, it, it burned down. It had only been up for a couple of years, as so many structures did in that time. And so they got together and they raised twelve thousand dollars to build um, what was uh, became the New for Adams Playhouse, which still sits at the corner of Mears and Slocum in Whitehall. Appreciate you, and again, a beautiful playhouse you have. Let's get right into our conversation. We'll have a, a couple of uh, stage presences here very shortly, but there are auditions for a premiere performance at the Playhouse of Elephant Slash Man. I'm going to turn to you, Beth Pearson, introduce us to more about you and your background. Okay, well, I uh, have a background in stage management and direction, mostly for opera companies. I did that for many, many years working for companies like Seattle Opera, Lyric Opera of Chicago, San Francisco Opera, um, and Boston Lyric Opera. And, <clears throat> excuse me, 
a bit of a frog in my throat this morning. And then I basically retired to take care of my son um, and started kind of back up again in the early 2000s. Um, but my roots are really in community theater. Um, have done a fair amount of community theater when I was a young person and also directed some shows for uh, the Duluth Playhouse when we lived in Duluth, Minnesota, and have been really happy to direct a couple of shows for the Playhouse uh, Tea for Three two summers ago and uh-huh. um, a betrothal when we did our little experiment in virtual theater back in 2020 during the uh, COVID pandemic. And here you are, ready to direct uh, the Playhouse of White Lakes Elephant Man. Tell me more about the show itself. Okay, well, the play is a new script by a man named Del Martin, and it looks at the Elephant Man story, which I think many people are familiar with, but if you're not, um, it profiles uh, a man named Joseph Merrick, who lived in the late 1800s in London, England, and he was born mostly normal, um, but as he developed as a child, he developed um, some abnormalities in the way that he looked and um, became somewhat grotesque looking and uh, was subject basically to being in a workhouse and went on to um, be uh, an exhibit basically for uh, fairs and, um, you know, little sideshows. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was subjected to an incredible amount of ridicule. And um, after he was abandoned, essentially, by his manager when they were working on the continent in Brussels, um, he made his way back to London and was um, discovered by a doctor named Frederick Treves, who had met him very briefly years before. And Treves took him um, into the London hospital, and that's where he lived for the rest of his life for the next three years. Um, And so basically, this show is looking at um, the mo- just the moments beginning with when uh, Merrick met Treves, his ex- his uh, excursions onto the continent, and then coming back. But really, it's a play about humanity and how we treat each other, and how the crowd mentality can be a very vicious thing. The crowd is a very important character in this piece. Mm. Um, And another really important, interesting thing about the way this play is constructed is that Merrick, the elephant man, is played by four, perhaps five, I haven't decided yet, people, people in the show. So at various points during the production, characters who are interacting with the elephant man exchange with him and become the elephant man. And so it's a really interesting look at how we kind of all are the elephant man. We Mm. all have um, things that are not necessarily um, outwardly grotesque, but inwardly grotesque and how we treat each other. It's, I'm kind of rambling on here, but anyway, um, it's it's a great show. Beth. So, Yes, interestingly enough, um, this is the world premiere of this uh, play by Del Martin, and uh, our uh, uh, assistant uh, managing director and uh, marketing person, Cindy Beth Davis-Dykema, actually applied for us to be considered to premiere this play, and we were chosen primarily because of this, the longstanding um, uh, group, the White Lake Dramatic Club. Um, So we're really excited to premiere this brand new play, um, and, uh, and that is in April, so... Very excited. Right. But now we're looking at a blank slate, Beth Pearson, because uh, you need those to step forward and audition. What are my dates and who are you looking for? Okay. We are, because this is um, a dramatic club 
production, we're looking for anyone who has any interest at all in being involved in the production. You don't have to have any acting experience. If being on stage is something you've always been interested in doing, please come. Um, auditions are this weekend on uh, Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 3.30 at the Playhouse at White Lake in Whitehall. And everyone is welcome. You don't have to prepare anything in advance. Please do come prepared to stay the entire time um, because I will be working a lot with people doing various groupings with readings, um, but you don't have to prepare anything in advance. Thank you for that. Does one need to uh, reserve a spot or submit an online application prior? There is an online application at the playhouse at whitelake.org, which is the Playhouse's website. If you can fill that out ahead of time, that's great. But if you can't or don't have time, there will be uh, forms to fill out when you come to the Playhouse on Saturday or Sunday. And lastly, when do we see the show? Beth, do you want to take that? Sure. Um, the play uh, runs uh, at the end of April, April 25th, 26th, and 27th. There will be um, a 7.30 uh, shows, and we'll have an additional matinee at 2 o'clock on Saturday, April 26th. That's an important message, and, uh, and yet an important stage to play. Your final word, Beth Pearson? Um, I'm really hoping that lots of people show up. I want to get as many people involved as possible. And thanks for the opportunity to get the word out about the auditions. Great. We'll say our goodbyes to you, Beth. Uh, enjoy uh, uh, gathering your, your troop for this uh, important production of Elephant Man. Thank you, Beth Pearson. Thanks mm-hmm. so much. Bye-bye. Yep. Beth Beeman. Oh, I get two Beths here. I know. Yeah, you rock, rock we stars. only needed Cindy Beth in the house. Well, you, you bet. What's her number? Uh, we, we we must move on. All right. So this, obviously, auditions this uh, week weekend. Uh, tell me, again, the general uh, website of the Playhouse. The Playhouse at whitelake.org. Well, we featured Ruth and Max Bloomquist uh, yeah. for your last uh, First Fridays. You have another coming up? Yes, we do, actually. <laughs> As it happens, it's Friday, uh, March 1st, um, and uh, we're featuring uh, Grace Tyson. Uh, She has played at the Playhouse uh, last year, and she is a phenomenal artist. Um, She is a queer Americana artist, and she's originally from Kalamazoo. Um, She went to Hope College and went to uh, Tennessee after she graduated and actually started a nonprofit organization called Songs Against Slavery. And her mission was to really raise money and awareness about sex trafficking. Um, so she's really, I just, I, I, when I think about Grace, I think about her as, she's a really cool human and she's an incredible, uh, she's got this really soulful, bluesy kind of voice. And um, she's one you have to listen to. And once you do, you'll you'll want to listen again. Right. So well, we're excited about having Grace on, on stage. Named by Ruby Magazine, one of the top 10 bands heating up the summer. Of course, that's summertime. Will she be teamed up with other instrumentalists? Yes, she will be. Um, she will be playing, and I have the list here, right here. I'm so sorry. That's okay, because I can start that got, list. Yeah, please. Oh, there um, we go. Yes, Carolyn Keeble. I know Carolyn, real, yep. world-renowned percussionist. And Corey Summers? Yes. And guitarist Adam Main. And bassist Sarah Fu- uh Furst, I believe is how you say that. So we are really excited to welcome welcome the whole group uh, to the Playhouse. Again, that's March 1st at 7, uh, actually 6.30. We're doing our our first Friday concerts a little bit earlier. So folks that are listening, please know that it is a 6.30 instead of 7.30. Just being winter, um, you know, especially we've got bands that are on the road. We want to make sure that they get out early enough to get home. So you said they were going to just add an extra hour just to play. (laughs) But yeah, sometimes I need to be home in bed early on Friday night. There. 
we are. Have the when do the first Fridays continue throughout the year? Yes, uh, we will be having another first Friday concert um, in uh, excuse me in. Uh, April, and that's the Jen Siget Trio. Um, And Jen Jen has played at the Playhouse before. She is out of uh, Lansing, so she will be coming back uh, April 8th at 6.30, and uh, we're super excited to have her back at the Playhouse as well. When I was in the movie Buffalo, she was uh, she did soundtrack for that. Oh, did she really? Yeah, so, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, so I asked her about the Buffalo the movie and her good work with that. I will have to ask. What else is happening uh, under your leadership at the Playhouse? So we are so excited. We're you know we've got a lot of youth theater things going on. Um, we've got a, a youth theater workshop that we'll talk about. But first of all, what I'm super excited about because I'm a dog person. So we have Peppy Puppy Pals Live. And this is a this guy actually was on America's Got Talent, and it is a, this really sweet, wholesome family, dog loving people will want to come. So he has rescued these animals, and he trains them, and they do all these fun stunts and tricks. Um, and that will be at the Playhouse on Friday, March eighth at six thirty. Uh, tickets are only $15 for adults, ten dollars for kids, and you can get a family four pass for forty five dollars. So just a really fun night of entertainment. So Puppy Pals Live, March eighth doing it all and then probably you're doing some what summer preparations now we are we have just finalized our summer theater festival season and we're going to be announcing that over the next week or two um so we have auditions coming up for that in april and so we have you know six weekends or actually actually it's seven weekends of programming i will let you in on a little secret so for those who are listening don't oh okay yes listeners listening oh yes uh, we're actually bringing back Peter Yarrow of Peter, Paul, and Mary, and he's coming back in August. So he is one that I'm super excited about as well. Um, so we're bringing back some music into the Summer Theater Festival uh, this year, and uh, so that'll be the first weekend in August. Um, and lots of other things happening before that. Don't want to rush life, but bring on the summertime. <laughs> Oops, I said that. Spring, too. Uh, how's that? Or maybe some snow for the snow folk. <laughs> Well, a uh, busy place, the White, the Playhouse at White Lake. Details one more time for uh, the auditions. Sure. Uh, auditions are going to be this weekend for Elephant Man, and that is Saturday at 1 to 3.30 and also the same time on Sunday. And we're located right in Whitehall, 304 South Mears. And you can get more information about our programming and our auditions at theplayhouseatwhitelake.org. And I bet you sell those T-shirts uh, that we you're do. wearing. Isn't yep. that cute? Very cute. <laughs> Beth Neiman, thank you. Wednesday is today. Yes, Valentine's Day as well. So a lot of love out there. We talked to you, Annalise Slaumeyer, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Grand Rapids, obviously, to talk about the important day. And I've been asking all my guests, are you a chocolate or flower person? Ooh, chocolate. All right. Although not today. It's Ash Wednesday. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to ask what that means. Is that what you're uh, giving away for or, or giving up? Or is that like a Catholic not, not giving up. You know, today Catholics and most Christians obviously look at fasting and abstaining from meat. So we are eating less. We are not eating meat today, as we also don't on every Friday during Lent. Again, as a way to grow closer to God. All right. Appreciate you with that sharing. Catholic Diocese of Grand Rapids, I always ask, what are you all about? We are about spreading the love of God through the 79 Catholic churches across West Michigan. And again, today is Ash Wednesday, a very important day, not only for Catholics, but again, for Christians. And again, Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of Lent, which is a six-week season leading up to Easter. 
And today is a day where, again, we have ashes placed on our forehead to remind us that we are dust and to dust we shall return. Again, to remind us that God loves us unconditionally and he calls us back to him. And this six-week season is a time of conversion, prayer, fasting, and renewal. Thank you. And is it, uh, I'm going to jump down to the question of, um, isn't it unusual that Ash Wednesday falls on Valentine's Day? Kind of a, a, a love fest. It is a little bit unusual, although we have had two instances in, you know, modern history, you know, that time we can remember of Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day falling on the same day. It last happened just most recently in 2018. And I think what's most important to remember on this Valentine's Day is we're all looking for love. And what we need to remember is that Jesus loves us unconditionally. So every single one of us is loved unconditionally, not only on this Valentine's Day, but always. And when we make a mistake, get back up and uh, um, be forgiven. Let me ask you today in particular, uh, what is happening? Today in particular, again, most Christians are going to find a church near them to, again, have ashes placed on their forehead, a symbolic reminder, again, that we are dust and to dust we shall return. There are masses, again, in our 79 Catholic churches throughout West Michigan. So I guarantee you there is a Catholic church close to you that would welcome you in today and, again, welcome you to join them either whether it's just a service with the distribution of ashes or mass itself. Again, everyone is more than welcome to join us today for this penitential reminder. Thank you. Well, I did my homework while you're here, and it looks like Easter falls on March 31st. It is in March this year. Six-week period of Lent. What are other opportunities throughout? Again, all of our churches have Bible studies, small prayer groups, again, times and opportunities to grow in our faith throughout this period. But again, what I think the public might be most interested in are the soup suppers and fish fries. And we have you covered at grdiocese.org. You will find the soup supper and fish fry finder right online. And so, again, we invite you into our churches, into our schools to check out our faith community and potentially, again, maybe even look at joining us as a community of faith. And at least the diocese holds this annual event. We've talked about it before. The light is on for you. I'm emphasizing on. Talk more about this. The light is on for you, again, is one of those nights where we are reminded of the power of God's love and of his mercy. And so what it is, is it is an evening of confession where almost every church in the diocese is open from 5 to 8 p.m. Thursday, March 14th, and there will be a priest in the confessional waiting for you. So again, maybe you haven't been back in a while. Maybe you don't feel comfortable going to your parish priest. This is an opportunity to, again, find any, almost any Catholic church throughout West Michigan, and there will be a priest waiting for you to forgive you of your sins and to bring you just a little bit closer to Christ. I don't want to put you on the spot, and you don't have to answer, but um, we have many, or do we have many historic Catholic churches that are full of beauty, and uh, just walking into, the, uh, into that house uh, moves me? Absolutely. All of our churches are always open. So whether, again, it's time for private prayer, again, a moment of reflection, whatever you maybe need to grow 
this Lenten season. And so again, if that's just walking through the doors of a Catholic church for some quiet prayer and reflection, we certainly welcome you to come in and take that opportunity. Again, you'll also find at grdiocese.org opportunities for adoration. And so again, that's time just in front of the Blessed Sacrament of quiet prayer, meditation, reflection. And, you know, a number of our churches have that opportunity as well. Yes. Today, Ash Wednesday, of course, the beginning of Lent, thanks to Annalise Laumeyer, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Grand Rapids. All right, I googled the question, why no meat through this time? So again, abstaining from meat on Ash Wednesday, Good Friday, all of the Fridays during Lent, again, forces us to draw closer to Christ. It, it you know, for most Americans, it is a sacrifice. Um, so again, we use the ability to give up meat on those days to draw us closer to Christ and to draw us closer to our brothers and sisters around the world where maybe, you know, having meat isn't as prevalent for them, you know, those that are suffering with hunger and famine. And so again, it's an opportunity for us to grow in spirit and grow in consciousness of what others face daily. I trust a vegetarian or vegan would choose another uh, route. No, uh, no, they, they can stick with their, you know, normal, normal uh, diet. Let fewer beans on uh, Friday night. Abstaining from meat on certain days is intended as a form of penance and a way for Christians to honor Jesus' sacrifice on his flesh. Ooh, at one point, meat was considered an indulgence. So come a long way, baby. Annalise, uh, what else a special invitation that to extend to folks during Lent would be? So again, we want to you we want you to know that again, no matter how long you've been away, no matter why you've been away from the Catholic Church, from the Catholic faith or really any faith. You know, we want you to feel at home again. We invite you to again walk in to one of our churches, whether that's time for quiet prayer and reflection, maybe that's joining us for mass, maybe that's reaching out to a friend or coworker who's Catholic to say, "Hey, what what are you all about? What's your faith all about?" We invite you to come back to a community of faith where Jesus loves you unconditionally. And again, today, as Ash Wednesday, masses uh, for sure at the Cathedral of St. Andrew are, are happening to, uh, to be present. Absolutely. And most of the churches do have some sort of noon mass. So if you have time to scoot out at lunch and want to head over to mass or, again, a service with ashes, almost every church in the diocese does have one around lunchtime. And again, right at the end of the workday, too. And again, uh, doing my own uh, uh, reminding, ashes are a symbol of penance made from palm leaves used in last year's Palm Sunday liturgy. Yes, so Catholics bring back their palms from last Palm Sunday, and they are burned and blessed, and they create the ashes. Good. Reminder that God created us from the earth, and when we die, our bodies will return to it. Got a lot to do before then, but Annalise, uh, how do we find out one more information one more time? grdiocese.org. Again, Lenten resources, soup supper, and fish fry finder, and again, um, opportunities for the light is on for you and additional opportunities for confession throughout Lent. Right. A lot to discuss as we did. Thank you, Annalise. Thanks, Shelley. Your inspiration for the day, in addition to obviously conversations we just had, according to W.P. Kinsella, success is getting what you want. Happiness is wanting what you want. Hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great day. I'm Shelley Irwin.